Welcome back to the DJ Podcast. We're on episode nine, and the topic today is going to be about depression. Okay, so Pilar uh, or Alex, we hope you enjoy. Um, this has been a quite anticipated episode um, within ourselves um, as a group as well. Um, on various occasions, pushing it back and reconsidering other options. It is quite a delicate, delicate topic. Um, and there might be triggers, so uh, if at any point you feel uncomfortable, please do stop listening. Um, trigger warning? Yes, trigger warning. Just in case. Alright, and uh, just uh, so we keep it in... Alright, I'm going to keep it simple with you a lot. These, uh, some of these are our opinions. We're going to be talking about facts as well, but uh, some of these will be our opinions, and if you can't take our opinions, then I'm going to be blunt with you and tell you that you need to get out of here right now. This All probably right? isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, because we're going to talk a lot about opinions and uncomfortable facts, and if you can't take to get your feelings heard or whatever, then just stop listening right now, because it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> Now that we have all the legal shit out of the way, and <laughs> for legal for legal reasons, for legal reasons, some of these are gonna be jokes, right? For legal reasons, they are jokes. I hope I don't need a a, a lawyer in the upcoming days. Um, yeah, me neither. So, Alex, um, yes. I would say that you are the most. Um, <laughs> not quite the way I want to put it, Headley. Oh, um, okay. oh. Probably the most. Um, how you, do I say? You this? did want to put it that way, but um, so Alex, you are the most um, aware person when it comes to depression. I would say out of the three of us recording today. Um, also, define aware. Alex has mentioned. Well, Alex, you've mentioned in the past, like podcasts about like um, updating us about speaking to your doctor and things like that oh yeah yeah how's that well i went to the doctor on tuesday so this is recorded on sunday which means six days ago yes five days ago yeah anyways so i came in there and considering the social pressure on men and all that when it comes to talking about her emotions we sort of use humor and laughter as a defense mechanism to kind of be able to um, actually tell people and actually let people know. Yep. Sometimes, a lot of the times, it doesn't get taken seriously considering you're laughing in the middle of it and you're just making cracking jokes and sometimes the jokes go a bit too far. But I came to the doctor's office And I was fully ready to get this shit out of the way and try to get appointments to uh, to a child and youth um, therapist. Because in no way, if you're under 18 and you get appointed to a therapist, you get uh, appointed to something called BUP, which is a child and youth uh, therapist. And it's free, of course. Pretty much like our CAMS here in the UK, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the psychological things in the uk but so i started talking 
And while I was talking, I was I noticed myself that I was laughing a lot and I was smiling a lot. Um, and it's kind of weird because I was talking about some real serious shit, like some real serious shit. I know that in the UK now, there is actually a bigger chance of you taking the life, uh, taking your own life and dying of that cause than there is for any other cause. I remember I saw a video about that not too long ago. So, are you saying that suicides through depression is one of the highest killers in the UK? Well, the um, doesn't have necessarily. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, through depression, but suicide in general. I heard. Sorry, if if I'm wrong here, fact check me. But I've heard that suicide is the biggest killer uh, in recent years. So there is actually a big... Yeah, and by London being the epicenter of stabbings (laughs) uh, in the Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Even that doesn't compare to you actually taking your own life, which is a very scary thought. Yeah. Yeah. And and, um, I, I think it was about double male suicide victims than there are female suicide victims even though there are equally many who actually tried to take their own life like suicide attempts Mm. and i'm not going to get into gender politics and everything like that but it's a scary thought knowing that as a man you're literally double less likely to kill yourself than to die by a walking through Kingston at 11 p.m. with an Armani jacket. And so I was sitting there and I was laughing a lot. Uh, it was kind of a nervous laughter because I, even though I was so determined to try and chat this out and get it over with, I was I was laughing a lot. And... It seemed really weird to me because I shouldn't laugh at having suicidal thoughts. Like that's not something you should laugh at. That no, is actually all, some serious shit. And it's all a coping mechanism, though, isn't it? It gets you yeah, through it. it. It is sort of a coping me- mechanism to, because often when you talk about, like for example, uh, when you're younger, right, and you talk about sex. Uh, there is a lot of laughter involved, like, for example, during sex, sex ed when you're 13, 14. There yeah, is a yeah, lot of laughter, yeah. but that's simply because oh. it's an uncomfortable topic. Yeah, Can like, I tell people a story can't really express quickly. themselves seriously because they get embarrassed just by talking about it. And the same thing was with me. I was really, um, I'm going to be honest, I was kind of embarrassed to talk about it. But I can also tell you about something that happened to me very recently. I think it was on Friday or Thursday. I had one of the I had the biggest mental breakdown I've ever had. Like ever. And I actually thought that I wouldn't get out of it alive. Damn. I was yeah. I was sitting and thinking over and over again in my head, like, I'm not gonna survive this. This isn't a, I'm not going to live like this. I can't because 
I started feeling like a solid pain in my chest. I looked over, because uh, I have a mirror in my room, right? I have like a sliding door mirror for my closet. Mm. I looked over to my right at the mirror, and I looked myself in the face, and I thought, I've never seen such dead eyes in anyone before. Never. I've never seen such dead eyes and a dead expression in anyone So you're before. saying, even like, have you ever seen someone like really high on drugs and they literally look like all pale white and their eyes do that weird thing and they literally look dead? You're saying yeah, but yourself I... looked worse than that? Yo, first of all, I haven't seen anyone during an overdose or when they're really high on some fucked up shit. I was sitting uh, talking to people on Discord and I um, after about an hour of this shit going on, like I was squeezing my chest and I was I was literally like grabbing myself by the neck and shit. I was so fucked up. So I started watching YouTube to calm down after about a half an hour. I started to calm down and then I remembered everything that I was talking to people about on Discord. And I literally went through all my Discord and I told everyone that I've been talking to during that moment that forget everything that I just said. Right? Just forget about it all. It doesn't matter anymore. Like I, w I was actually saying goodbye to people. I, w I was I was actually saying like I'm not gonna make it out of this goodbye. Maybe we'll see each other again like shit like that. Yeah. <clears throat> People yeah. started getting scared, and I was even more terrified because I, I I was so gone. I didn't know what to do with myself. Alex, um, can I quickly interrupt you? Yeah, I was done talking, anyways. Um, well, I just want to say uh, I respect you a lot for speaking about this because as as you touched on briefly there is quite a lot of stereotypes that men aren't supposed to talk about their feelings and that yeah. us as men need to be strong and be the protector and provider and not show vulnerability um, yeah. and the reason why I I say that I respect you is because showing vulnerability, especially from a guy, I tip my hats to you because I think it's something that guys should be allowed to do more openly and to show their emotions and talk about them without having to feel like they're being a pussy or that we have to hide stuff and, and be strong for the people that we love. Yeah, there is a reason that um, uh, the suicide rate for men is double, if not more. Because we don't have the same kind of venting system as women have. As I told you, I'm not going to get too much into gender politics and shit like that. And can't be asked. But for, uh, for us, at least, for men dealing with depression, it's really fucking hard because there are very few people who actually gives a shit right because people people don't believe you anymore especially not now in uh, the newer days 
when if you have one bad day, then suddenly you're fucking depressed, right? Yeah, yeah. People people keep self-diagnosing themselves with depression and uh, because they've had a terrible week. I've had a terrible last five years. I've been like this for the last five years. I have had so many suicidal thoughts every day that it's become a habit, and I don't even like recognize them anymore. I can't distinguish them from my real thoughts. And that's scary. But w- w- when your mum has been yelling at you because you didn't do your fucking homework or some shit like that, and you're sad... And then you say you go ahead and say you're fucking depressed. It actually pisses me off. It fucking pisses me off. I think also when, well, I am from quite an affluent family, um, and the other affluent families that I've seen, some some individuals, if they don't, let's say for example, if they don't get the latest iPhone from their parents for Christmas. It's actually fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, I agree. When yeah, exactly. If they don't get a certain thing, they they threaten with suicide. Um, to to sort of blackmail their parents. No, people who threaten to do that is just is so. No, that pisses me off. That actually gets me going because fucking hell, like it's not actually like a joke. I mean, you may joke about it to sort of cope, but like, if you're doing it to try and get something out of it, then you just don't deserve anything, really. You don't deserve anything other than your rights that you already have, because using a threat like that is just ridiculous, especially against your parents, like the people who love you and shit like that. Especially when there's there's so many people who actually die from suicide every year. Like, for example, here in Norway, we're we're a small country, right? We have about like five point six million people or something like that. I don't know the exact uh, number. That's less but, than the population of London. Yeah, we're a small country. Well, we're we're a decent-sized country, but population. not a lot of people. Anyways, yeah. um, the thing is, um, every like during these recent years, there have been about. A thousand suicides every year. That's three suicides every fucking day. Three yeah. suicides every day. Think about that. Three people kill themselves every day in this country. And we're a well-off country. All right? Our poverty rates aren't nearly as high as London's, for example, or England's. Or... And your healthcare system as well. Top yeah, of we the have... range. Yeah, we have top-of-the-notch healthcare system as well, and psychological help as well, but still, three people every day kill themselves. And that's that's why I think that this is an issue that actually needs to be taken fucking seriously. Because three people every day, like, think about that, three people... Just think about if that, those three people were three of your family members, because they could be, right? Yeah. There's nothing stopping that from happening. Speaking of family members, yes. Um, my brother and my father have both been diagnosed with depression. 
Um, I myself, I, I don't know too much about depression. I, I wouldn't classify myself as ever having depression, but... Yeah, and you've been through a lot of shit, so that says a lot. Yeah, I, I've, se- I, I've seen my fair share of stuff. Um, but what I want to say is that dealing with people who have depression can be really difficult sometimes. Yeah, because... it can. It's hard to change the mind. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, I, I've seen both my my brother and my father struggle through really, really tough times. And I'm I feeling like I, do, I don't know w- what I can do to help them because I, I want to be there for my family as much as I can. But sometimes I've, ju- I've just been... I've, been really helpless when it comes to that yeah i'm i'm i am really happy that my my father and my brother haven't offed themselves let's say um because control or delete (laughs) oh my god i'm sorry alt f4 (laughs) <laughs> Open the task manager. Oh, end task. <laughs> punch, punch Headley's laptop hard enough. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so annoying. Does Alex know about that? No, Headley has a really shitty old laptop, and oh, if you hit fuck. it hard enough, it turns off completely. No, no. The other day, yeah, I was just hey, typing yo. with my hands like resting on the kit on the like. You know the little surface before the keyboard? Yeah. Right? I was resting my wrists on that. And then, I obviously, my hands are obviously too heavy. And they just triggered it. And then I just couldn't move the mouse anymore. Couldn't type anything. And then it just went black after a while. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. Hey, yo, yo, Phil. To be quite fair, though, I think if you punch any computer hard enough, it's going <laughs> to stop working. <laughs> yeah. Alright, anyways, back to the topic. <laughs> Um, yeah, Alex, would you be willing to give us a definition of depression and maybe share some of your worst days in in your depression? The book definition of depression, there are a few different uh, definitions. The first one is feelings of severe despondency and dejection, uh, which basically means a loss of purpose and self-doubt okay like for example we we uh, i study psychology at school and um, we were talking i'm actually doing a poster about depression this tuesday so this will help a lot thank you very much <laughs> you get me an a. anyways <clears throat> your mind is um kind of um connected by three different parts we have the physical we have the um, um mental or the psychiatric part and then we have the social part right so so um for example um in the mental part you have um your self image stuff like that right mm. like how you view yourself and um so like... self esteem 
Yeah, basically. Because uh, okay. self-doubt can be a very good tendency uh, or can be a very good trigger for depression. Because yeah. if you keep if you keep doubting yourself and you think that you can't do it, eventually you're going to not be able to do anything because simply because you just think you can't do it. You've, you've never tried. You just keep thinking that, no, you can't do it. What would happen? Mm -hmm. And that'll like trigger a trigger kind of a mental sort of, um, what is it called? It'll trigger a mental sort of reaction. And it'll right. put, yeah, and one thing about depression that I've experienced is it affects you physically as well. It does. You get depleted of energy. Mm -hmm. You quickly um, lose friends, actually, because you don't have the energy or the motivation to go outside. Your grades drop because you don't have the motivation to study. Um, and everything that you don't find interesting is just left behind. So... A, lo a ton of aspects of the real world is just left behind because you don't have the motivation or energy to do any of it. Would you say it's like withering or wasting away? Yeah, your motivation is withering mm. away. And even your self-purpose. Because when you, when you can't see... That you don't, uh, when you can't see that you have value yourself, and you can't see that you actually have a purpose, or believe that you have a purpose, your life is worth nothing in your own eyes. So what's the point in living if you don't have any worth? Nothing's going to change. If you die or if you stay alive, nothing's going to change in your own eyes. I think that's like the, the, how do I say this, like the, the Achilles heel, perhaps, of depression. No, that doesn't make any sense. Um, the I, weak point of depression is, is not supposed to be good. <laughs> well, no, so what I would say is like, that's what keeps people in the downward spiral in depression. Oh, yeah. Like the, the lack of progress one sees in themselves. Um, I I can only assume, Alex, but it makes you feel like you don't want to do anything, and the more you don't do stuff, the less value you feel in yourself, and I guess eventually suicide comes into that in, in extreme cases. Where, and one thing that doesn't help, if you're depressed and you don't have the motivation to go outside, people will keep asking you if you want to do stuff, right? But the more you say no the less people start asking you to go outside because they know you're going to say no. So you, you start to get these thoughts about um, people not caring about you and it really puts a dent in your self-image. It does. In your self-confidence as well, you turn into a blob of nothing. Because Without being rude, isn't that yeah. sort of the person's own doing? Yeah, but the thing is, the person really can't help it. I remember there was a period I went out at least, I think it was once a week, I left my house. We had homeschool. I left like once a week. 
and um <clears throat> i w i never went out for more than like an hour at a time because i i literally couldn't i didn't have the energy or motivation to so i i ended up staying in my bed like laying in my bed and watching netflix and watching series and movies all day the clothes on my floor starts to pile up the trash starts to pile up everything starts to pile up and since you don't have the energy to do anything it just keeps piling up and the more it piles up the less you have the motivation to do anything and it's it's really tiresome because you know yourself that you actually want to accomplish something but you just feel like you can't do it If you understand what I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's... it's. I, I, I guess I'm speaking for Headley as well. Did you move, did you move away from your microphone? By accident, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of Headley, uh, but Headley, if you don't agree with me, then please feel, feel free to correct me. Um, yeah, but sure. it, it's harder for us to understand the position of a depressed person both of us having not experienced depression. Um, so through your explaining, Alex, I'm still keeping very well in touch with what you're saying. Yeah, and that's the tip of the iceberg, mate. So there's a a, a lot more underneath that as well. Because there, there is a ton of different factors and all those factors just keep piling up on each other. And it ruins your sense of self. It ruins everything for you. You'd lose happiness. Like, it's Christmas time, and you don't feel excited about opening gifts, about spending time with your family, eating good food. Small things become nothing to you. You lose happiness over everything. And it's fucking tiresome. It is. It's not nice. Yeah say the least i i well i saw something yesterday which might be relatable to you alex um i was out yesterday with a couple of friends yeah. um and one of those friends was extremely intoxicated by alcohol and various other substances yeah. um and at one point, he had lost his phone, yeah. which caused him to, to really have a breakdown. And from what I remember was that he was lying on the floor in, in the fetal position and yeah. he, he's crying. And, and then he screams, um, I'm so sick and tired of feeling this shit. Have you ever yeah. had something like that where... You are so sick and tired of everything that you just... Three days ago. Yeah. The only difference between me and him was that I was laying in the fetus position, but I wasn't crying. And you just... weren't on drugs. No, yeah, well, I wasn't on drugs and I wasn't intoxicated. So, um, I could have... Uh, felt the same thing as he had felt mm. like 
the exact same thing he has felt, but just that I was sober and he was not. So where does the motivation come to get up? Because now you've you've actually gotten help, and you're opening up about your experiences. Where yeah. did that drive come from to go to the gym, to socialize again, to focus on school? Oh, I still can't focus at school. I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I still can't do everything that I'm assigned to do. Mm. But I'm getting better. I can work out now. I work out two times and the, or two days in a row and then one day break um, every week. Like five to six times a week. No, mm. four, four, four to five times a week I work out. And it has helped me a lot working out considering i get all my physical uh, frustrations out because when you return home you're tired and you're not as bottled up as you are anymore but i have years upon years with emotions bottled up inside me and right. there's no good way for me to release them there isn't but working out has helped me to release a little bit by a little bit. And um, those has opened up some new ways to achieve other things. And to, mm -hmm. for example, now talk about it. And, you know, it helps with your self-image. Especially when you're a guy and you actually manage to talk about something like this and people actually listen. It feels so fucking great. It does. As I think, especially if you're a guy, because all we want is someone to listen to us and to take us seriously. Especially when it comes to this emotional shit. Uh, because, I'm second to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you actually have the, th the thing about you know, therapists versus friends, right? Is that you want those who are close to you to listen to you. You Sure, talking to a stranger about all this, it might be fine for someone and it might not be for others, right? But it's really in those who are close to you that you want, you want them to listen. But the less people listen, it's kind of scary, all right? This is a scary thing. But I'm going to say it anyways. The less people listen, the, the more you want them to feel the pain you're feeling. I, I agree. I, I yeah, really agree. to understand. Because to when understand. people doesn't want to fucking listen, you want them to feel exactly what you're feeling so that they understand what you're going through. I think in, in my case... I, I, well... The way I see it, I, I see it that when I spoke, my parents listened, but they didn't hear. I, I said, yeah. I, well, I told them how I was feeling and they, they listened to me say this, but they didn't hear what I was saying. And then my actions after that was to cause them pain, the pain that I was feeling. Yeah. And I, I can I can actually really relate to to wanting to cause the pain that I was feeling to others. 
because the way I see it, if someone else felt the same pain as myself, then I would have something that I can connect with them about. Even if that meant like pulling them down to where I yeah. was, I felt like like if safe. you can't relate, I'll make you relate. Yeah. Type of and that is scary because, for example, I want the best for all of my friends, but I never know what I will do. Because I'm, for example, I'm a very impulsive person. I do a lot of things on impulse. And especially when I'm at the store, I'm like, yo, I want this. And then I just go ahead and buy it. When I go, when I go, and, when I go and work out, I don't have a schedule. I don't have a plan. I just go there and I think, hmm, want to do that. And then I do that, right? So me being as impulsive as I am, I don't really, um, not every time, but when it comes to serious situations, I, I think my shit through. But sometimes things just blurt out. And then you realize afterwards what you've actually done. And <laughs> sometimes you're just so pissed off that you don't even care that you know what you've done. And all you just wanted was for them to fucking listen to you. Like, it's that so hard? Just take a minute out of your day to listen to how someone's day has been. It helps a lot. It does. Just ask them, what are you doing after school? Hang out with them for an hour. It does not even have to be an hour. You could be there for 30 minutes. But it, it really helps. And all these bottled up emotions and people who have no one to talk to, I can't you you see how I'm doing, for example. I can't even understand how much they have bottled up. Those who don't have parents to talk to, or not friends to talk to, not anyone to talk to. And it's, and it, it's usually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but sometimes those people search uh, for people online. Because people actually listen there. I have more friends on Discord. I will listen to my venting and my bullshit than I have in real life, to be quite fair with you. That's quite a sad thing as well. If Yeah, because yeah, why, why, why do you only have to talk to someone who lives <laughs> 2,000 miles away from you instead of someone who lives down the road? Or even right? in the same house. Yeah, or even in the same house. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Alex. Um if depression has caused a gap between you and your siblings because i think the relationship between my brother and myself has changed dramas uh, dramatically um no uh, not between my siblings no i i still love my brothers i love them more than anything they mean the world to me and um the for example um we have had some issues in between the family, which I mo mostly wasn't part of. But mm. during the year, recent years, I feel I've actually gotten closer to my brothers. Even if uh, my uh, my oldest brother, he lives in another city, about six hour car drive away. Mm. And that doesn't even matter, because when I see him, it's, it's all hugs and... Uh, it's fun, and I love being with my brothers because they they have the most funny humor ever. Like there's almost never a time when I'm with my brothers when I don't laugh. But 
I do, on the other hand, feel that it has caused a little bit of distance between me and my parents. Right. Because I don't spend as much time with them anymore. As I used to. Because back in the day, I used to... Like, it was only sitting in the couch with my dad for four hours watching TV in almost complete silence. But it, it was family time. It was. And now I spend most of my days in my room. And, like, for example, today I watched a four-hour movie with my dad. It was fucking amazing. I loved the whole thing. But that doesn't happen as often anymore as he used to. And it's... Yeah. It's... You don't really notice it until you actually think about it. And it is when you look back at it, it is kind of frustrating because you don't you you will constantly want to close that distance. Because I I love my parents as well, and I bet they love me, and I want to spend time with them. I want to resonate with them. I want to watch movies with them. But. Usually these days I just spend all my time in my room simply because the people that I talk to on Discord for example is the people who I feel comfortable talking to mm. and because I know they'll listen and understand Yeah I I see that in myself as well um we have dinner uh breakfast together as a family as a whole so the four of us my mother my father my brother and myself we all sit down to have breakfast or dinner um and let's take this morning for example so it's sunday the 21st today um this morning we were having a good time um enjoying breakfast together but looking back i'm always the first person to leave the table um and my parents will socialize with my brother downstairs for i don't know half an hour an hour even two hours longer after i've gone because it's not that i don't want to spend with uh, time with my family it's i struggle i guess knowing how to socialize with them or knowing what to say or keeping focus on what's going on because I love my parents and I love my brother but I also feel quite disconnected to them at times which I, th I think is quite sad because I love spending time with them but it, like you said Alex it just doesn't happen anymore when I got out of rehab um, I'd spend Friday evenings watching a movie with my dad but now uh, I've stopped doing that because I don't know well I want to but I don't want to do it at the same time yeah I understand what you mean and the thing is um, especially with my working out as I told you I work out like four to five times a week yeah um, sometimes I I usually uh, some three days a week I end school at four no 3:35 yeah. p.m. and usually then i come home i eat something and then i go work out an hour later right and then the time is already 4:30 right 
they usually sometimes have dinner without me and I come home, they sit in the couch or in the, because um, we have a TV room with a bang in stereo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so they sit in there. There are only two chairs. And usually it's my stepmom and my dad sitting in there. So it's not really a spot for another one there. But usually I just go and take a shower and then go into my room and I stay there until it's 10 p.m. and I'm going to bed and my dad comes and says goodnight. And that's how many days go. Many days go like that. And it's, it's very frustrating and it's very sad. Because I, w I want to spend time with my parents. I want to. But for some reason, I just can't. And it's, it's, it's hard to understand for some people, right? Why you just feel like you can't do something. Because you actually have to put yourself in that situation to be able to understand it. And that's what makes it so hard. Because... You just want to, but you feel like you can't, and you're stuck, and there's a wall between you, and you're stuck on the other yeah. side of that wall. Headley, do you yourself have any moments where you, well, let's um, not say depression, but I, I, I know that you've been sad sometimes, and have Moments indulged... of imminent sadness. Everyone yeah. gets sad, but... I don't know. But do you have, do you do you have any have had any moments where you've just felt awfully worthless? Yeah, like like you've just felt that. All right, there's no spot for me here. Uh, well, if I'm being honest, I guess yeah. Imagine yeah, being happy. Probably... Couldn't be me. Well, <laughs> not yeah. I mean. Uh, everyone's had their rough patches, but I don't know. It, it's weird. It was weird because obviously I'm not like diagnosed with like depression or any shit like that. Oh, not, it's not shit. It's not shit. Thing. Oh, I don't know. I just I don't like coming to terms with it. Really, I think that's why. I just sort of like to ignore it. Well, I sort of just I feel well. Lucky you. If I can, no, I feel like if I can just move on from it and I'll just move on with my life. I think. And I, I do just try to ignore it. I think the, the statement, ignorance is bliss, is. It's very true in this case. Well, I don't know. Because, Edley, I, I, I can't call well, this out if you. Well, Alex, well, let me fucking speak. Um, Headley, <laughs> uh, uh, I can't cut this out, but. Um, you once told me that you like focusing on other people's problems more than your own. Um, oh, you don't have to cut that out. No. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Is it's that like... more so you don't have to look at your own feelings and don't have to deal with the shit that you carry with you? Yeah, or... probably. I mean, it's easy. It's not... Not that my friend's a project, but it feels like a little project, like little mini, mini tasks. And then when I sort out... It's like you see them happier. And when you see them happier, it still makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, you it's feel like, better oh, about yourself. Something. Yeah, it's like, oh, I actually did something for someone. And then it's like, yay! So, like, yeah. helping other yeah. people makes you feel feel better about yourself? 
I, I can. Yeah, it feels like I've actually. I can see. It's not necessarily. It's sort of like. I've not directly put that smile on their face. I've made them look at their problems and make them put their own smile back on their face through taking various actions. So rather than me, like, giving someone some food and then they're, like, happy, it's them, it's me going, here's your problem, we'll pick it apart, then we're going to look at each individual bit and then gradually go through it, sort it out, and then when it's sorted out, you see them as a happier person. And then it's just sort of like, I didn't do that, but I helped them do it. And that's what I like. It's sort of like, I have I want to say it feels like I've taught someone something. Like, it feels like they've done it themselves and I've helped them. Sort of like, sort of like a teacher in a way. It sounds a bit weird when I make it sound yeah, like Yeah, I know what you mean. But you know what I mean, yeah? That's, that's I yeah. Also... what I like. I also wonder, Headley, um, don't you ever feel empty inside, maybe? Um, like, let's say you've helped person A, and yeah. then they walk off happier. But do you feel like you're still in the same position, and then you sort of look for a new person to help? or I don't necessarily look for it, but because I do know quite a few people... There, I can usually get something out of some of them because ev- everyone does have times when they feel sad. So I can just be like, oh, how are you feeling? And then if they have a, even a little thing like, oh, today, blah, blah, blah. And they're sort of, if they're holding on to that, there's obviously some sort of reason. So I'm like, oh, I'll go through that reason with them. And then that's another mini project. But over lockdown... To begin with, I had a nice routine. Um, go out for my hour of exercise and things like that. And it was all good. And then when people didn't have like... Well, no, when I wasn't really talking to people about their problems, then it was sort of like... Oh, Where's my purpose? I do, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just sort of... Like, one. Like robot, do robots have routines? You know, like factory yeah. ones. Start them up at nine a.m. and then watch them do their thing, and then finish at five p.m. and then boom, that's it. That's their routine. All right, like that. All right. Um, thank you, Hedley, very much for sharing. Thank you, Phil, as well for sharing. Yeah, and you, Alex. Yeah, you thank you very much. Contributed quite a lot. It's very interesting and i don't know i took up basically half the podcast this episode but it worked out in the end so yeah i think we're gonna leave it here my respect for the both of you has grown tremendously exponentially because... you gotta use bigger words mate because <laughs> headley i don't i don't ever hear much about your side of the story it's it's always you helping other people um so well you make me sound like i'm some sort of nice guy he's a devil in disguise <laughs> mate. He I, don't I, I know, yeah exactly exactly 
He's a cunt in disguise. <laughs> exactly. That's what I like. Yeah. All right. Anyways, I think we're going to leave it off there. Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure to have you if you actually managed to get to this point. So thank you all. And um, I want to thank you. Oh, all right. Phil, shut up. Phil, we were going to leave it as such a good high note and you just had to do that. No, all right. Oh. Thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you all. No, wait. We'll see you in the next episode next Wednesday. So, bye. See you. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Deep Day podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Enjoy the podcast, and more can be found at www.deepdaycast.com. Thanks again, and have a great week. Thank you.